Hi, everybody. It's Connie Bowman from Happy Healthy You, and I want to tell you about a special event that's coming for the first time to the Mid-Atlantic. It's Wanderlust, and it's the biggest yoga and music festival around. It's coming to Snowshoe Mountain, West Virginia, June 5th through 7th, and I'll be there covering it for Happy Healthy You, and I can't wait. I can't wait to try the yoga by top-tier yoga teachers. The music will be live performances by artists from folk reggae to hip-hop. There'll be great opportunities to explore and enjoy nature with explorative hikes, runs, and kayaking, outdoor meditations, photo treks, and lots more. There's also a lecture series with lots of great and interesting speakers, and the food and wine is supposed to be phenomenal. I can't wait to try it. The festival tour continues beyond Snowshoe to Stratton, Vermont, Aspen, Snowmass, Colorado, Squaw Valley, California, Whistler, British Columbia, and Tremblant, Quebec. So for more information, go to www.wanderlust.com. And for more about Snowshoe Reservations, visit www.snowshoemountain.com or call 877-441-4386. I hope to see you there. And now for this week's podcast. Stop settling for mediocrity. Are you seeking courage in your life? Do you feel a little stuck? Are you watching everyone else reaching their dreams and you're not? Well, you're not alone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and my guest today is Kristen Owens. She is a mindset mastery mentor. How do you like that? Three M's. She empowers individuals to get out of our own way and to stand powerfully in our own lives. She helps people move from, as she says, inner chaos to a calm spirit, soul, and body. She's also the author of Seven Keys to Step Out of Your Way and Step Into Your Power. Hi, Kristen. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, it's awesome. And your work sounds really amazing. I, I mean, so many times in our lives, we just feel stuck. Things go well for a while, and then we try to take it to the next level. And there's just like something standing in our way. And sometimes it's just really hard for us as individuals to figure out what that is. Do you find that in your practice? I, yes, I absolutely do, Connie. I, uh, you know, I'm so passionate about what I do because I, I am speaking to exactly what I've gone through, and of course, what you know, as being human, um, will continue to go through. But the awesome thing about it is that once you learn the keys and the tools and the strategies on how to overcome any adversity or obstacle, you really are able to get through it differently than um, you know if you didn't have those have those tools. So love this work, and uh, I see it all the time in people, women that I work with, um, a lot of entrepreneurs where. Um, their, you know, their business isn't growing to where they want to be and, uh, and they don't realize, and some of them do realize that they're getting in their own way. But once we're unable to uncover those unconscious sabotage habits and patterns that we run on a daily basis, then we're able to, um, step into a more powerful place to, you know, start to empower ourselves to be able to move forward. So it's, it's awesome. I love it. Let's talk a little bit since you mentioned that you've been through some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I always say on this podcast that um, I like to quote Sean Korn, the mm -hmm. yogi, and she says that the greatest healers 
are the wounded healers. And I love that because so many of us have been through stuff. And then when we take it out into the world and share what we've learned, we just empower other people and just raise the vibration all around. So tell us your story and how you got into this field. Yeah, well, uh, actually, how it started out was um, the, for the last 20 years, I uh, started out in the fitness industry, went to school for fitness and health promotions, um, and uh, had a passion for movement and exercise, um, figure skated for most of my life. And uh, and so I started teaching fitness, um, loved to be around people, in front of people, just being able to stand in front of a group of people and motivate them and inspire them to be better in their bodies. And uh, so I went to school. I went moved from London to Toronto and I started doing corporate fitness. And from there I had, uh, I got married and I had uh, my first child. I've got three kids, 12, nine and five. And and uh, I said, you know what? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to a job where I want to be able to stay and be there for my kids. So. I actually started running. I have a very entrepreneurial spirit. So I decided I was going to have a Pilates studio because at the time I did teach Pilates. And so I, I ran a Pilates studio out of my basement and uh, that uh, grew very successful. And then I had my was pregnant with my second, moved to another uh, 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 city in the GTA area, in the Toronto area. And uh, I went to school for nutrition because I started um, really developing more of a passion to start teaching people about how they can nourish their bodies. Because I believe that if you, the food that you put in your body will determine your um, what happens with your mindset, your attitude, your behavior, everything. Um, your body is what you put in into it. So I went to school for nutrition and I started a nutrition practice. And um, I started doing a lot of work around digestion because I believe that we have to have um, our digestion should be optimal because all disease starts within the colon. So I started educating about digestion and I had a lot of women that was coming that were coming to see me for weight loss so of course given my background of the food and the the exercise the movement um they were getting great results but the one thing that i always saw was women uh would never keep the weight off and you know i don't believe in diets at all and so i thought okay there's something missing here we can't go on a diet we you know what what's the piece that's missing and so i started uh really getting into the area of personal growth and i i think my first uh my the first area of or or um, intensive I went to was the secrets to the secrets to the millionaire mind by T Harvecker. I read the book and then I went to the intensive that was here in Toronto. My husband and I went, and it was transformational. I didn't realize that there was unconscious stuff going on that the, our beliefs created things in our life, and you know where we are today is because of what we thought and believed, and um, you know yesterday and a year before, and and uh, and and so all, all of this stuff was all new to me, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. So I started actually coaching. Uh, this was probably seven years seven, eight years ago started coaching with an ontological coach in New Mexico. And I started learning more about and really um, uh, delving deeper into my own life about what was going unconscious, what was going on unconsciously and what was causing me to actually get in my own way. And so because I was growing a business, I was implementing this and I started seeing amazing changes. And I'm sure there's probably people out there listening that have, uh, you know, if they're entrepreneurs, they've experienced where, you know, they just feel like they're constantly trying to, you know, constantly going from one client to the next client they never really feel as though they had enough clients it was always searching for the clients or they felt like there was more month left um, from their paycheck or you know the the money that was coming in from the business or they were constantly growing their business but it never really seemed to get to where they wanted it to be well that is what I experienced for a long period of time and I knew in my heart I wanted something more I wanted my business to grow more I wanted a lifestyle 
because I, I started learning that, wow, I can have the dreams that I have that, that, you know, I was taught as a kid that, you know, you, you don't, you, you know, dreams, dreams are dreams and that's why they're called dreams. And, you know, you're not really supposed to have your dreams because they're dreams. Yeah. So I started believing this. And so then when I started um, learning from all these other, from my coaches and just really studying successful people, I thought, well, that's a load of crock because <laughs> these successful people are getting their dreams and it's not just a quote unquote a dream that you sleep, you know, you go to sleep and you think about these things and it's just not reality. And so I thought, wow, this is amazing. So I started, uh, started incorporating everything that I was incorporating into my business and my life in the areas of personal growth and unconscious, um, stuff. And, I started utilizing this with my clients, my weight loss uh, clients, the women that I was working with. And I started seeing amazing changes. They were actually losing weight, or I, as I say, because I believe your words are powerful, is releasing weight and mm-hmm. keeping it off. I and I thought, okay, this is amazing. So anyways, what, what started happening, and this was probably in the last two years or so, what started happening was I was having women call me, not in the areas of all, so much in the areas of weight loss anymore. It was started to be a lot more entrepreneurial women women in the areas just coming to me with life stuff and I thought wow that's interesting so I started working with these women and um and so today I, I actually I yes I do work with women in the areas of weight with uh, weight loss um I really believe as you know as you said uh, Connie um you know step out of your way and step into your power is related to you know uh, uh, lots of areas in our life so uh, whether it's relationship or money or um entrepreneurship or you know health when we can really step out of our way um, and really get into our power, what happens is we start to see our life transform and not just on that one level, maybe it's entrepreneurship, it's everywhere because I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. And uh, so that's what where I am today. And um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm so passionate because I know that if we hold on and we have faith, which is one of the steps in my, in my book is one step is having faith, being standing and believing. And no matter what's happening around you, staying, fa- staying in your faith and hold on because I believe that most people give up right before they're about to have the victory. Oh, that's so inspiring. I can just hear and feel the passion in your voice. Yeah. Love <laughs> and, it. and your story is interesting. It's not that you were such a wounded healer, but you were, as I said in the intro, you were sort of watching these other people, these mentors and other people achieving their dreams. And you said, well, why not me? Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, Connie, I do have to say, you know, when we talk about wounded, you know, there's, I'm right now I'm actually putting together a summit with 21 experts from around the world. And that summit is actually on it. It, it, um, it's starting uh, April 13th. And that summit is all on the art of living beyond limitations, how to overcome tw- uh, obstacles and get exactly what you want in life. And, you know, as human beings being on the planet, we will have obstacles. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But how we go through, if we look at those obstacles as opportunities, we will come out on the other side, a lot more strong and uh, be able to help other people because we're all going to go through them. And the thing is, is that there has been times, many, many times, because, um, you know, some you see some people out there, you see they've earned six figures in six months. And sometimes you ask yourself the question, I know I have, I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Because that hasn't happened to me. And you start then questioning yourself and oh my, then you start kind of going down the spiral. Well, why hasn't that happened to me? And am I doing something wrong? And, and then you start going down and down, and then you find yourself go, just in a completely wrong 
mindset. And um, what I think, uh, what I want listeners to understand is, is that regardless of where we're at or where a person, whether they're making seven figures or multiple six figures or six figures or whatever it is, we look at people and we don't realize that we only see the glory, but we don't really know the story. Mm -hmm. And there have been so many times that I have questioned what I'm doing, but then I get back and I I start talking to, I listen to podcasts like yours, Connie, for example, or, you know, I listen to like, just, it's so inspiring for me to interview these guests that I have on my, my, uh, my summit, because they're inspiring me. And I think that we can all inspire each other Mm. and really lift each other up. Because the thing is, is that we're not ever not going to be in situations. But if we look at it as an opportunity and recognize that we've all been there and we'll still all go through it and we're human. So just because someone maybe you think, you know, someone thinks that uh, the next person is more successful, but they're still going through the same things. And um, if we stick together, we can learn from each other and really hold each other up. So, so. true. I'm so with you on this. I We're here to encourage each other. And I just, I love that you say that because so many times people will look at someone else and think, oh, they've got it all together and yeah. compare themselves. And I actually have a podcast next week about envy. <laughs> so this oh. is this is very timely uh, coming on the heels of that. But, I, you know, we're all going through stuff and, and cutting each other some slack and really realizing that, you know, we're all here yeah. to help yeah. empower each other. Let's yeah. talk about your work. And maybe you can talk about what is a mindset and how mindsets can keep us stuck in body, mind and spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, mindset is, I, I say, I call myself mind, the mindset mastery uh, mentor because everything that I do goes back to our mindset. And I truly, truly believe without, with everything in me, the, whether us being successful or not being successful in whatever it is that we are um, setting out ourselves out to do, whether it be relationship, health, career, it doesn't matter. It all comes back to our mindset. And it really is for me in my work, you know, I, I work with, I have a business coach, I have, you know, an ontological coach and, and, you know, my business coach really gets me into, you know, strategies. Okay. This is what we're doing. And, you know, the steps, whereas, but the thing is, is that's, that's more of the, the external stuff. And we have to do those things or we're not going to move forward. We can't just be sitting there going, okay, well, you know, have the right mindset and just be focusing on it, but not do anything because we won't get anywhere. You have to marry the two together. And so when, you know, when I am, when I'm working with, uh, with clients or doing speaking engagements or whatever it might be, or even just on interviews like this, one of the things that I like to hone in on is where is your mindset right now in regards to whatever it is that your goal, so your goal is. So, um, I did a talk last night and it happened to be at a gym and, um, it was to women around the areas of weight loss. And so the really cool thing was, is I came, you know, I was talking about mindset and we were talking about, um, I was asking asking them the question is, you know, if you take your goal right now, so um, one lady was actually coming for, uh, I think it was around relationship or, or money or something. And, and she said, and so we were, I was asking them, okay, let's talk about where you're at in terms of your mindset. What is your focus and what is your, um, your mindset around your current situation or obstacle or, or your issue? And the way, you know, when I talk about in my book as well, I talk about context. Your context is your belief, the color of glasses that you're looking through. So are you looking through, say, let's just say money, for example. Are you looking through at wealth or money 
through rose-colored glasses? Or are you looking at money through uh, foggy glasses, you know, the, the murky color glasses? Because however, whatever your context is around your situation, if we're talking about money, for example, that is what your belief is. And, you know, um, many people probably heard that, um, you know, we develop our beliefs, you know, between the ages of zero and seven, very formative years. And things happen in our, our life, not intentionally, you know, our caregivers doing the best that they could have, you know, maybe their beliefs start to start to uh, infiltrate on us because your belief causes you to speak certain things, causes you to think things and say things and, and it's, it's everything. So what happens is you start to take those beliefs on. So we have a belief that money is hard to earn. What happens is we will do everything that we can to not earn money because it's hard to do or make it difficult. So what happens is we start sabotaging ourselves in making money. And so we wonder, well, this is where I want to be. This is the outcome, you know, in my business. I want to, I want to reach six figures, for example. But the thing is, is that we're sabotaging ourselves in the process because we have that mindset that money is bad or, you know, money really doesn't grow on trees or, and you start to really become aware of your beliefs and which is your mindset. Um, you start start to realize where you are now is, oh, because maybe, you know, the beliefs that I've been holding on to up until this point. And you know what? The same, Connie, is true for someone that's just starting out or someone I believe that I always ask my clients this question. So your question is, so your goal right now is to reach seven figures. Let's just say for an example, your goal is to reach seven figures. Well, who do you have to become or who do you have to be to achieve seven figures or six figures or even $2,000 a month. There's stages that we go in. So even though we may have mastered our, you know, mastered our mindset at this level, well, now to get to the next level, it's going to require us to step up a notch. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I'm, I'm right with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're speaking the same language. So, so can I just interject this? Because I think a lot of my listeners will resonate with this. A lot of artists and people in my field, I'm an actor and a voice voice talent, a lot of us have been raised with the mindset, perhaps, that it's not about the money because we love what we do so much. It's not about the money. So mm -hmm. becoming aware of that mindset, what would be the next step for, say, an artist or a healer? Um, yeah, great question. So again, so the first thing is, yes, being aware. So, you know, it's not because I've met a lot of uh, uh, people, women, especially because, of course, I work with a lot of women and I do talks and it's a lot of women. So, yeah, I, you know, a lot of people say and even I teach yoga and yoga is I say yoga is my my hobby that I get paid for. And I these are questions. These are conversations that come up after our class. And and so this is these are the conversations I actually have with them and one of the beliefs is for a lot of um, a lot of people is well you know what as long as you're happy it's not about the money you know this sort of thing the first thing is firstly is being aware that this is this is what you're believing because sometimes we're not even aware that we're we're thinking this way the second thing is is we need to watch where um, what we're speaking into our situation. So I think that if we think it's not about the money, okay, let's look at our goals. What is your goal? Because if your goal is to reach a certain level, I believe with everything in me is the amount of money you're making is exactly the amount of value that you're putting out in the world. So we shift our context again because making money is actually 
is it's okay. You know, it, you know, it, it's okay to make money and it's okay to want to make extra money. And if that means that I had one lady actually once at a, a talk I was speaking at and she, she, I was able to help shift her to the place where, you know, she didn't want to make money for herself, but what I was help, I was able to help her to, um, how do I want to say it, to shift into, to, to bring her context into a place of, she wanted to do a lot of charity work. So I was able to help her to shift into the place. Well, if you don't have the, if you're not bringing the money in to be able to give to the charity, then how are we, how are you going to help the charity? And she was able to, um, to see that aspect of it. Ah. So money, right? So okay. money's okay to make and really look at how the money that you're bringing in is a direct reflection of the value that you're providing, whether it's coming to you or whether you're just the vessel and it's coming through you and you're bringing it back to missions or, uh, your, your church or your, or the charity work, whatever it is that moves you and you have passion for, you are the vessel. Mm, I love that. Now you say in your book that we can reprogram our brain to achieve anything. Is this what you mean by this sort of re yes. recontextualizing it so that it changes things. Absolutely. It's all about neurologically uh, reprogramming your brain because we're so programmed to be thinking exactly what we've been thinking for so long. And I, you know, Albert Einstein has a great quote and it says, you can't solve the problems. Um, you can't solve your problems with the same mind that created them. Mm. So everything, I really believe that everything starts with our mind. And I, and I say that Connie, because again, going back to my own experience, for me, my my mindset has probably been, um, my husband is actually, he's a very positive and he's one of the, the people that really keep me grounded because I can get right into my head. And so when I work with women and, and I can immediately see them going into their head because I do that so easily as well. And, uh, and so when we're in our head, when we're stuck in our head, what happens is we're not leading, we're not being led by our intuition and, and our own, um, inspired action. And so what happens is our head gets in the way. And so if we can really focus on, um, going back to, you know, just stopping. I have clients do this all the time. I do this with my yoga um, participants is just stopping, closing your eyes and take a breath in and breathing that breath down into the belly. And then as you exhale, very, very slowly releasing and just bringing yourself back into that place where you're calm and relaxed, which will actually help you come back into your intuition. Now, I don't know actually, because Connie, one of the things I get really excited about what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, you might ask me a question that I might kind of go off. So did that answer your, answer your question? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um... So the key is going back to... Um, going back to inspiration, slowing down, getting out of our head, recognizing when we're, we're in our head. And this is where I believe mentors become and coaches are so powerful because sometimes we don't realize when that's happening. And, and when we're talking about, you were taught, you asked me the question about neurologically reprogramming your brain. Reprogramming your brain really is about getting back into, like I said, getting out of your head, getting back into your spirit, getting back into your intuition and recognizing and becoming aware of your thoughts, becoming aware of your words. And then re when you think about the vision or where it is that you, your outcome is like your, the declaration of your future vision. And as soon as you start to notice 
um, let's just say we're talking on on money here. So let's just say, you know, money. Uh, what would be a, a, a family a family belief? Um, you know, money, money doesn't, doesn't grow, grow on trees. trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we just. Yeah. Money doesn't grow on trees. I heard that. Do you want to know what my mother actually said? God bless her heart. My mother said when I was 16, I said to, and this is, now this is a good example of where our programming comes in. So when I was 16, I had said to my mom one day, I said, mom, so how come some people are rich and some people aren't? Because we weren't rich. I mean, we did, we did fine. My dad was in the military. My mom was teacher and then she worked for, through the government. I mean, we were fine, but I, I could, I didn't understand why some people had, had it all, what seemed like had it all. And then, you know, you have the people that are, you know, we were middle class, right? So I, I didn't understand. And she said, well, you know, Kristen, some people are meant to be rich and some people aren't. So because I thought, well, we're not rich, then I thought, well, we're not meant to be rich. And right then and there, I made that decision unconsciously that I was not meant to be rich. And so I carried that through um, to, you know, obviously through the years and until, of course, I went to T. Harvecker. And and I'll tell you, when I read that book, The Secrets to the Millionaire Mind, highly recommend it. And I got to the point where he I, he asked um, in that in the one chapter something about being a millionaire and you put your hand on your heart and you say a declaration. And I can't remember what that declaration was at the time. And I had an extremely difficult time. I couldn't, Connie, I couldn't even say it. I couldn't say the declaration. And I thought, and I went to, and I started reflecting. I thought, why can't I say that declaration? And then, so what happened is I just started praying and, and I real, and then I, I just started praying. And then actually after the next day I came back to it, I was at the cottage and I remember the next day I came back to it and it was a little bit easier and a little bit easier but it was basically my point is is that past programming really it just kind of gets into your cells and this is why we have to neurologically reprogram our thinking and it's through um you know there's many ways you can do it um when i do coaching with women um a lot of the words that i use um tend are actually they work to reprogram neurologically um the the brain and then women start to feel differently and they start to, um, to th- start to think differently. Another one is to, like I said, acknowledge, recognize what you're saying and then choose to shift it. And in my work, I, I teach on nine sabotage patterns and how to shift them and how they show up in your life. And, and, um, and so what happens is as a woman goes out and she learns like, uh, let's just say presence and awareness, she starts to become present and aware of everything around her. And so what happens is as you're practicing these things that are different from what you normally would do, you then are actually neurologically reprogramming your brain. Because Mm. what happens as you keep doing it over and over and over again, and you're laying the foundation, you're laying the foundation, just like a path that is untraveled on, like a grass path Mm -hmm. that is untraveled on, as you keep traveling on that same path, you're going to form a path. And the same thing happens in our brain. So you'll start to notice, I know I'm 40 now. So when I started first started all this work, um, it was in my, I was married 26. It must, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Time flies. I can't even remember. I know, but you lose like, track of those years, don't you? You do. Keep, <laughs> you do lose track, but it's all good. It's all um, good. so what happened is now the way I think is automatic and I was, there's still lots of work I'm, I'm doing cause it never ends. Sure. You know, right. But 
I'm different from when I was when I first read that book. Yeah. So that's the neurological programming. You start to notice that your your decisions around money become different. The way you think is different. And it's very, very cool and very powerful. I love what you're saying and I love that you're a yoga teacher because I believe that everything we do, I'm I'm also in yoga teacher training right now. Awesome. And everything we do on the mat is is transferable to life. It's just oh, yeah. it's amazing. And I love what you're saying. It seems to be this is just my my interpretation a, a real yin yang balance the your approach because you take a lot of the feminine approaches with meditation being receptive um, and then with putting it into play with what you talk about the externals that are impo important is yes. more of a yang approach or yang yeah. i don't know if it is it yin or yang is it yang, and, or, and yang? yang yeah. or like tomato 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 or, tomato yeah. Yeah. People say. Yin, yang, yeah and then the other thing the other important point you made i think rich can mean so many different things that, yeah. you know you can insert abundance but we had this we had this and i think we're shifting out of that scarcity mentality that that for me to have means someone else has to suffer. But really, in reality, there's plenty to go around. Why can't we all be abundant? Exactly. And rich, and rich means rich to so many different things. Rich, yeah. Rich with love, rich with, yeah. you know. You know. And, and you're so right, Connie. And you know, the thing about it is um, I'm, I, love, I love the whole um, letting go of competitive and really help and really collaborating. And one of the things is that I think that I'm starting to, I'm seeing a shift and um, there's still, of course, you still have those people that are competitive, but I think that as we collaborate together, um, whatever it is that we're doing and really have that heart to be of service mm -hmm. and to provide value, that is the, that's where people are going to find the most benefit and really be able to, um, to take, you know, the tips and, you know, everything that we have to provide and really incorporate into their life to, to see transformations in their life. So, um, yeah. And, you know, when you talk about wealth, wealth really is like, if you, if you, if you have all the money in the world, but you don't have love, then, then really is that it doesn't really matter because you, you have money, but you're, you're not happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And the vice versa, you know, we need money because, we need money to um, help people that are less fortunate. We, the way, you know what, this is actually, this just came to me is this is again, the work that I've, the very foundational work that I started doing when, again, when I read that book and I went to the intensive and I realized that, you know what, I'm really big on missions and, um, and my, my, I'm Christian. And so the church that I attend is where it's very big on missions and, and helping other, you know, less fortunate and that sort of thing. And so I, um, I, it clicked. It was like a light bulb went off. And I realized that if I don't, uh, and it was a write-up actually, uh, I think it was a pastor in T. Harbeckford's book, there was a pastor and this just clicked for me. It was what I needed to hear in that millionaire section, the one that I had a hard time actually saying out loud and declaring. And he said, you know, how, if we don't have money, if you don't have money, how can you give? How can we give to um, the less fortunate? How can we give to help someone else in their time of need? How can how can we do that when we are just trying to look after ourselves, or maybe we're just getting by? And I thought, and for me personally, I thought, wow, you're that's so true. Because if I'm just trying to get by, or if I just want to be comfortable, for me this was true for me. If I'm just trying to get comfortable, how can I be of service to anybody else. I can't. 
And so, um, you know, and actually right now, my, um, my, my father-in-law, actually, he's 74 and, um, he, he came from Jamaica and this was before my husband's 45. So this was probably about 47 years ago. He came from Jamaica and, um, in Toronto, basically he, um, he got a job as a printer cause that's what he did when he was young in Jamaica and, um, he's 74. And the sad thing about it now, this is one of the things that really motivates me is the sad thing about it is he's, he came down his, my father, my mother-in-law passed away of lupus a number of years ago, and then he came down with Parkinson's. So, um, what happened was because he needs care, like, uh, you know, around the clock care, um, he was in a retirement home near us. And what happened was he actually ran out of money. And so this, for me, I think to myself, if I am just, um, just getting by myself, or if I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I look at my, the goals and the visions I have for my company, you know, those goals and visions are, yes, I'm helping hundreds and hopefully millions of women out there. But when it comes back to my family, how can I be of service to them when they need me? And so I thought, I thought, wow, you know, this is where this becomes, you know, that relationship to money becomes so important because it's really not about us. It's about other people. And I, I believe that um, wholeheartedly. Mm, that just shifts everything. Yeah, you know, does. we are such a culture of instant results. And, in, and this is such a practice and an ongoing thing. As we said, you know, you reach one level and you start striving for something else. Yeah. Is there any any one thing that can help us sort of achieve results fast so that we can, because sometimes I know like in yoga, for example, you're working on a specific pose. See, this is how you take it off the mat. You're working yes. on a pose yeah. and, and one day it just clicks and then you're re-inspired and re-ignited to keep coming back to the mat. Is there one thing that can help us to achieve results fast in this area of mindsets and and changing things for, for the better? Well, you know, one of the things that I think that um, impacts our mindset, absolutely, because this is this is absolutely, and I'm, you know, when I speak these, when I'm sharing this with you and, and the listeners, is really about um, what I've experienced and what I live. And one of the things that I'm realizing is so key is you are the average of the five people you hang around mm -hmm. and the five people that you hang around whether they lift you up or maybe they're disempowering that's going to affect your mindset 150 percent and so i um just recently i um I really realized lately because of some of the stuff that, um, you know, you know, just like I, like we, like we said in life and in business, things are thrown at you. And so, um, things have been thrown at with, uh, at me and, um, and my company and just, and just, we've had to really hold um, strong, keep the faith and really keep going. Remember the vision. Um, that's another point actually is remember why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and stay connected to the people that, um, are going to lift you up and inspire you. And so I've been able to connect with um, women who think like me. They are, um, you know, these are women I've met recently where they think the same of me as me. They're not even, these aren't even friends from, you know, years ago. These are more, because sometimes as you start to change, you start to attract those people into your life that are just like you, right? Because mm -hmm. like attracts like. Yes. And so I, I really think, um, I said to my husband, you know, this morning, I said, you know what? Talking to this one uh, entrepreneur that lives about an hour away from me, I was chatting with her and I realized how much we have in common and and just um, she was telling me about her um, 
when she first started her yoga studio five years ago and the struggles and how she cried every single day. And she was questioning, why was she, why is she doing this? And I should go back to work. And she remembered her vision and just, just talking to her, it just inspired me. And, um, and I just, I remember saying on Facebook, um, you know, thanks so much for inspiring me because you never know when you're chatting with somebody where that, what that person is going through. And so I think that one of the biggest things, and this is related to mindset is who you're hanging around, who, who are the five people that are the closest to you? And it may not be five people. Maybe it's three people. Maybe it's two people. Um, you know, especially if you're in a relationship and the partner is not as supportive, that can be very challenging. And I'm so grateful that I, I don't have that. I haven't had to experience that, but um, really it is, is finding that place, whether it's podcasts like Connie, your podcast, tuning into something every single day. I believe that also in relation to mindset, the first 15 minutes of your day will impact the rest of your day. So what's happening when you get up in the morning, when you step out of bed or even before you get out of bed, how do you feel like really going inwards? And I, this is what I teach my yoga members. I, you know, when you get up in the morning, how are you feeling? Like, are you feeling kind of just really check in, become aware? Cause yoga is all about becoming aware, become going inwards and becoming aware of what's going on. You know, you're breath and recognizing what's going on in your body because the first 15 minutes is um it will really uh it will set you up for the rest of the day um so the first 15 minutes of the day who you're hanging around is so powerful and remembering your vision remember have it on the mirror have it beside your bed one of the things i do with my clients is i have a it's a project plan or a strategic design plan type of thing and and basically it has um steps on it seven steps that are actually designed to help women to really um uh, shift them out of the sabotage patterns and um, one of the things that i have them do is i have them read it every day because what will happen is your brain will try to take you out and you'll just take yourself right out of the game and you you may not even realize it so um, knowing where your vision is, what it is, and staying strong. And if you feel like you're going down, this is where coaches can be very helpful. Or just going to a friend, someone that will lift you up and say, I'm, I need, I just need support. And what, that's one of the things I've noticed working with women is many times, not all of us, but many times we will try to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And we have the separate, I call it the separate alone and hard. And um, in nowadays, that's not what we, we need. We need to be um, together and we need to support each other. So Aww. Kristen, gosh, I feel so abundant right now. I asked you for Aww. one tip and you gave me so many. <laughs> so you that's said, so hang around with good peeps. Uh, use the first 15 minutes of your day to really set the tone, the intention, and post that vision all around the all around, all around the place. I love that. Yes. Get in touch with your vision and post it everywhere, and then find a friend or a coach to to uh, help you out. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm sure there's so much more wisdom yeah. in your book, yeah. Seven Keys to Step Out of Your Way and Step Into Your Power. So why don't you give us information if somebody wants to work with you or have you speak at their event and where to find your book? Absolutely. So if uh, listeners want to go to www.kristenowenscoaching.com, and that's Kristen with a K, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, Owens with an S, O-W-E-N-S, and then the word coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. And right now my my uh, website is having a face uh, facelift, a good facelift, and I'm rebranding. And uh, so my assistant has... Um, 
is going to have up a, a spot where you can actually put in your name and the email. You'll receive that ebook, uh, and um, and then you'll also be uh, you'll receive uh, information to other uh, promos and specials. I put out videos um, and uh, my TV shows as well, uh, and lots of great tips. And of course, um, yeah, and of course, if anyone wants to touch base. Um, you can go to info at kristenowenscoaching.com and I would be more than happy to uh, touch base. Gosh, Kristen, thank you so much. This has been such an inspiring conversation and, and I'm glad we're collaborating on it. I hope you'll come back and come come back on. You're always welcome at Happy oh, Healthy well. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so until next time, I'll say namaste. everybody, it's Connie Bowman, host of the weekly podcast, Happy Healthy You, where we talk about living lives that are whole in mind, body, and spirit. Our new sponsor for the podcast is Red Revive, and I have to tell you, I'm enjoying the results I'm getting after adding just a couple of tablespoons to my green smoothie in the morning. I've even gotten my family to try it. For more about Red Revive and 30% off your order, go to our Happy Healthy You Facebook page and click on the Red Revive video at the top left.